Welcome to Crime Time. You're listening to Leonetti's Detection Selection. Welcome to Crime Time. You're listening to Leonetti's Detection Selection. You didn't say the other bits that we're meant to say. The things that we're interested in. Crime fiction, horror, sci-fi, mystery, detective fiction. I was leading you into that. Psychological fiction, thriller. I mean, it could all sit under the same banner. Look, I've really made a dog's breakfast at this introduction, and I'd like to apologise to everyone. Uh, yep, that's right, it's me, Lee, and I've ruined the start of the podcast, so I'd like to apologise. So that was actually Eddie, and I'm Lee, and on behalf of the listenership, I'll take your uh, apology, Eddie, and we'll just get straight into it today. All right, bam! Take it away, Eddie. All right, so i got to do everything. <laughs> I do the intro. Are you complain? Fine. Today we're going to be talking about a new, oh, I'm going to say very popular crime fiction book Ooh. called The Woman in the Window, written by none other than AJ Finn. AJ Finn? AJ Finn. Sounds like a fake name. Maybe we should do some detective work of our own. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. We're also going to be talking about The Monk. Yeah, Matthew Lewis. And, uh, you know, bit of a bit of a topic... Bit controversial, not finishing books. Before we kick off, I just want to reference a poll that we did on Twitter. That's true. uh, Which is concerned with a pretty contentious topic we discussed in the last episode. It was the episode before last, actually. It was. I just mean last as in, you know, before this one. Yeah. 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 They're all the last episode. We just asked people on Twitter how they felt about... When you write in books with pen or with pencil... Um, should you go to prison? Should you should you go to prison? And actually, Twitter was very kind. Can I just say? Because it was it was I, Eddie, who who ruined the books. <laughs> I write in books all the time. I dog ear them, uh, and Lee dog ears them. Which I'm just going to say was an admission you didn't actually have to make, but you know, confessionals. I put my cups on them as well. <laughs> Sometimes I even drop them in the bath if I'm reading. <laughs> It's happened at least twice. Yeah, yeah. And you have two very adorable puppies <sighs> who, I'm just going to say it, they just devour books. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, 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 it's cute and it's not because if they want attention and they haven't gotten the attention they deserve, right. they'll just start ripping books off the shelf. Like they know <laughs> that is the thing that they can do that will get me moving. To attend to whatever need they might have in that moment. Oh my gosh. It's like living with poltergeist. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. I once uh, dog sat yeah. for you for the weekend mm. and they're absolutely adorable. Their names are Duck and Chip and they're absolutely adorable. I think we've got a picture of them up on our Instagram. I'll chuck another one up. Yeah, chuck another one up. They're adorable. Mm. They look like little garbage men, <laughs> which is ideal. Or like foo dogs. Or like the lion that happens at the lion dance at like Chinese New Year. You know what I'm saying? Like, Or, or like a little furry goat. Like a little furry goat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess what I'm trying to say here is that they do not look like dogs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I was, I was dog sitting and we were like hanging out. It was all going fine. But apparently I wasn't like, I don't know, attending to their needs enough. And they just like gave me the like full side eye. Yeah reached one of them yeah reached into my bag and just pulled out my book and i was like yeah this must be lee's life all the time they do this thing where if we have we're having people over uh and it gets to like 9 30 then they sit in the middle of the room and just sigh really loudly 
<laughs> As an indication that people should really be wrapping it up and should really be leaving right now. <laughs> I've had that happen before. It's yeah. it's so rude. Like, <laughs> and it's not like I can say to them, Doc, Chip, you're being incredibly socially rude right now. Because right? they don't care. They're living like in another realm. Yeah, yeah. It's They're living their lives. <laughs> and uh, you better do what they say. So uh, don't worry, uh, listeners, I'll chuck up a picture of them. I'll chuck up multiple pictures. Who am I kidding? <laughs> yeah, you can't stop. But yeah, basically Twitter was really kind and, and said, you know what, Eddie, it's okay if you write in books. We still love you. And only one person left a bag of flaming poop in front of my house. So I feel like that's that's good. It's a good outcome. <laughs> yeah. I saw that about 70% of people were like, yeah, we all write in our books. What's the big deal? Right? So I feel vindicated. I won't lie. I'm going to take that Twitter poll to my <laughs> to my professor and be like, Professor Dumbledore. <laughs> I'm not going to say who it is, but you know, I'll be like, what What are you even thinking? It is you who is wrong. <laughs> the internet has proven me right. Okay, so the woman in the window. Tell me about it. First up, it's gone very well. People might have heard that it's, uh, I think it's already been turned into a film and it's coming up for release in 2019. That's next year. It's not that far. Don't tell me that. Did you know that it's only like three months till Christmas? Wow. Yesterday I saw Christmas stuff at the supermarket. Wow. Yeah. Because Halloween isn't that big in Australia. I wish it was. Yeah. That'd be pretty good. Halloween, if we had it here, would be my goddamn favorite holiday. Really? Yes. How come? It's everything I love. I mean, I guess you're like pretty big on the pumpkin. I love pumpkin. I love cooking with pumpkin. Right. I love cooking sweet things with pumpkin. Uh-huh. I love pumpkin pie. Yeah. I love candy. I okay. love ghosts. I love horror. I love dressing up. Uh, Ideal. I love like festivities in the street at nighttime. Right. So yeah. it's, it's just everything that I like. Yeah. I feel like you would be the ideal Halloween like citizen. You know what I mean? Yes. Because like you'd be like having a cool Halloween party with like all your grown up friends and your passive aggressive dogs. <laughs> but like then ding dong, tiny children at the door. You'd be like, aren't those costumes adorable? And you'd be like, have some full size Snickers. I fully would be. Oh, no, you wouldn't have Snickers because you'd be aware of nut allergies. You'd be like, have some full-size Mars bar. That's true. But can we just talk very quickly about the needle incident of 2018 in Australia? (laughs) All right. So those of you who are listening from outside of Australia, recently... It just spread to New Zealand. but It did, yes. Mm. So recently, a bunch of Australian strawberries have been found with needles pushed into them. And they haven't grown in there organically. Someone has... (laughs) put them in there i love that you're like that 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 crossed your mind is a thing you're like maybe the needles were just in the ground and the strawberries felt like hey this is a cool needle maybe i'd be like a really cool punk strawberry but i just mean it's such a whack scary thing no it's fucking terrifying who would think to do that so now there's just been this mass exodus of strawberries from the shelves nobody yeah. will buy them they've just all been i just saw this pit where they've all just been thrown in yeah and people who are still buying strawberries have been told to cut them up before they eat them but, and i'm a bit like look if someone's gonna like poke 
a needle into a strawberry and then pop it on a shelf. Yeah, it's like a sewing needle, so it's right? not really yeah. long. It fits like quite snugly in a strawberry. Yeah, I mean, if someone's like willing to do that, what else have they done? They probably licked it, Ooh. probably dunked it in the toilet. Ooh. That's gross. And it's spread to. I heard people <laughs> talking about it in the supermarket the other day. It's spread to apples and mangoes. Wow. Yeah. What's next? Watermelons. <laughs> Someone's just going to be like fucking shoving a knitting needle into a watermelon. Could spread to vegetables. Oh my God. Could find one in your zook. Not my zook. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm off topic, but I, I'm quite freaked out by it. Just that someone is doing that. It's quite awful because people have been biting into them and kids as well. And then, Oh, it's no bloody good. Hell, it's terrible. And then there's all these politicians being like, strawberries are fine, yeah. support farmers. And they're just like biting into these pre-cut strawberries. And I saw um, a supercut of, of politicians <laughs> biting into strawberries. And it's disgusting. I don't... Look, I enjoy eating meals with my loved ones because I like to spend time with them. But I don't want to look at them putting food into their... Food holes. To prove a point. <laughs> right. Well, I just, like, if I'm hanging out with someone, like, let's say you and I got dinner, which would never happen. No, I wouldn't either. Because we're you. not friends. Yeah, no. I wouldn't be looking at your mouth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they're really encouraging that, like, look at me eat a strawberry. It makes me sad, though, because I've talked about this before, and Australian farmers are having such a hard time. Yeah. And now these strawberry farmers are just screwed. Yeah. It's not, it's not great. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm going to be talking about, like, I'm going to, like, be hanging out with, like, let's be honest, your grandchildren because I'm not having kids. And I'll be like, oh, I remember my day we had to cut our strawberries up in case there was needles inside. (laughs) That is so bizarre. Right? And then they'll be like, Uncle Eddie, that's really weird. And you probably made it up. And I'll be like, it was true. Ask your father. And you'll be like, nah, that never happened. That's bullshit. (laughs) Anyway, I digress. You massively digress. That was not content. (laughs) The woman in the window. Boom. Okay, so it's being made into a film. It's going to come uh, into cinemas in 2019, starring none other than Amy Adams and Julianne Moore. All right. Tell me more. (laughs) Okay, so The Woman in the Window, it's, it's an interesting read. It's quite long. Right, okay. It's funny that that's my first point I want to make. <laughs> Quite a big book. No. Uh, it's about a woman that is has agoraphobia. Oh, yeah. dang. So she genuinely is in the window. She's not... Yes, yeah, she's literally in the window. Right. So she lives in this like high-rise, swanky kind of um, Upper East Side apartment situation in the States. Okay. So I'm picturing here um, like the Friends building. Yeah, I think that. Yeah. yeah. Like... Like, where you're like, how can you afford this? None of you have jobs. Yeah, think that. And so think you can also see out of your windows and see all of your other neighbors' lives. Oh, my God. This is some real window shit. Yeah, fully, because she's taking photos all the time of everyone. Oh, what? Okay, first of all, weird. Yeah, weird. Second of all, if you're trapped in your house, limited access to hobbies. Yeah, no, I agree. See, it doesn't feel like she's doing it in some, like, freaky, pervy way. It's almost as though she's, she's just looking for life outside of, or looking for life inside of her own life, if that makes yeah. sense. She is really following the coming and goings of her neighbours. Right. Yeah. And when is this set? Because, like, I imagine that if this was kind of any further back, it would have sucked to be agoraphobic. Like, it, I'm sure it sucks now. Yeah. But, like, you can't get Uber Eats. Yeah. 
how you meant to get like everything delivered. Yeah. No, she's cool. She's a, she's actually a psychologist, the okay. character in the book. And she set up this uh, online network with other people that have agoraphobia. Oh, and wow. she can kind of give them all the tips and tricks that she's learned along the way, such Ooh. as, you know, getting um, people to come in and help you out, do your cleaning, do your shopping, yeah, yeah. Um, do physio if that's something you might need. Kind of all, it's, it's yeah, she's trying to help people out as well as herself. Yeah, fully. Yeah. But she has, yeah, as I said, she's pretty much can't go outside. So one day the neighbor next door that has just moved into the apartment next door to her uh-huh. sees her taking photos. Oh, no. Yeah. And her name is Jane. Wait, her name is Jane? No, the neighbor's name is Jane. The neighbor's name is Jane. Yeah. So Jane's like... What you doing taking photos? Yeah, but instead of being mean, she just comes over and she's like, Hey, what you doing? You must be really lonely when she finds out she has agoraphobia. Right. They have a really good night together. They drink a lot of wine. They play chess. They talk. They really bond. Right. And then something happens. Oh, no. A few days later, the main character hears screams across (gasps) the road. And she calls the police. The police come. Uh, She says that she saw Jane through the window covered in blood. Oh my gosh. And the police say, look, mate, we've checked everything out and there's no problem. Jane is fine. But when they bring Jane around to prove that she's fine, it's a different woman. Dun, dun, dun. Oh my God. Yeah. So a bit of a, oh my God. bit of a thriller. Um, that would fuck me up so bad. Yeah. I just think like, first of all, I'm not very good with faces. Yep. So this probably just would work on me. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I'd be like, oh, no, she's being murdered. And then they'd be like, no, nah, she's fine. And they'd bring her around. I'd be like, this checks out. Yeah. I'm <laughs> right. too embarrassed to be like, well, I, don't, I can't quite remember what you looked like. Right? <laughs> like I'd be like, eh, props. <laughs> and then the book would be over. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like, it's Eddie in the window and it's three pages long. <laughs> met this nice lady oh then thought she was like being murdered but it was fine <laughs> the <laughs> end she came round it's all good <laughs> best seller <laughs> Julianne Moore plays me <laughs> yeah great book check it out uh, and also when I inevitably go and see it in cinemas next year I will be reporting back so been on a bit of a gothic kick lately mm-hmm. i won't lie i was like boom horace walpole oh i loved that chat <sighs> oh tranto that's cool what other iconic gothic fiction can i read and so i found matthew g lewis's the monk can i have a look at that book it's Where's an old tome do you own this yeah it's mine this is a very old dusty book yeah i bought it when i was but a young man Previously owned by Michael Harold in 1975. Yeah, no, that was uh, my identity in 1975. <laughs> I'm actually immortal, like much like Keanu Reeves. I'm really sorry for blowing your cover. Yeah, I mean, well, now it's all over the internet, so thanks. <laughs> so tell us about The Monk. All right, so The Monk came out, in, you know, pretty recently. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know. Ten years ago? In, in the 90s. Oh, yeah. The the 1790s. Trabam! <laughs> <laughs> Old Eddie does it again. <laughs> Strikes again. <laughs> oh, never stop. So we've been graced with this since 1796. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we have like a tranto happens. Everyone's like, ooh, you know what's scary? Italy. 
I'm like, wow, that's weirdly 18th century racist. Wait, so did a lot of Gothic fiction come out of Italy? No, it didn't come out of Italy. It was written in England, but they wrote it about Italy. Oh, okay. Right? As so this like, far off land or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's this, like, really famous one by Anne Radcliffe called The Italian. And it's like, oh. you know, like, if you think about it, so uh, Shakespeare, yeah. right? He writes, like, Romeo and Juliet, and they're in... Verona. Yeah. And the whole idea of it is it's like, ooh, these crazy hot-blooded continentals. Like, this would never happen here. That's so interesting. Um, Yeah, so, like, lots of these things take place in Italy. Hmm. And the whole kind of, I think, yeah, the idea is just to kind of distance it from, like, oh, well, our monks wouldn't do this. Mm -hmm. Our castle guys wouldn't do (laughs) (laughs) that. Our ghosts would be much nicer. Yeah, yeah. So basically the monk is one of the more, I don't know, saucy, Mm. raunchy. Mm. I didn't find it saucy or raunchy, I've got to say, because the thing about it is it's about this salacious monk, right? Who he like starts out super devout. He's like grown up in a monastery and like never been in the outside world. It's his, and he's like, I hate the outside world because I'm the coolest monk ever. Ooh. And everyone's like, he's so cool. Ambrosio, super cool. Like that's, you know, yeah. that's the vibe. Yeah. Yeah. It's like um, Grease 2, the film. I've never seen Lots Grease of dancing. Two. Anyway, sorry, go on. I just feel like that you went to Grease 2 is, I mean, it's telling about your character. <laughs> I just need to say that Grease 2 is one of the best follow-up films of all time. Um, it's up there with Terminator 2. And Poltergeist 2. Wow. And The some... Godfather Part 2. These are some bold claims. I didn't mean to interrupt. I really want to know what happened with this sexy monk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See, the problem is he's not that sexy. Right. So the whole thing is he, like, starts giving sermons and all the, like, ladies are like, whoo, this monk, he's... He's so devout. And like he becomes the confessor of all these like ladies. There's this other monk he's hanging out with. He's buddy monk. He's like buddy monk. They're mm. like monk buddies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, but it turns out his monk buddy is actually a saucy young lady. Is that weird? Yeah, like monks are, are all dudes. Oh, see, this is what I mean. I talked about this a few episodes ago. I don't know these things contextually, so I'm just like, and? <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, right. When you were saying that you, like, weren't sure well, when in Agatha Christie they were being, like, a bit naughty. Yeah, just because, yeah. like, anyway. Yeah, no. It's like, ship over my head. <laughs> right, yeah. Monks, very famously, all men. Okay, so does he know that that monk is a lady? And how did that lady become to be a monk if she was a lady? Well, here's the thing. And guys, I'm just going to say it's spoiler warning, but it's not really that much of a spoiler warning. Also, you've heard since 1796, right? (laughs) A couple hundred years. She's maybe some kind of witch lady, potentially some kind of, I don't know, ally of the devil. Oh, you're speaking my language. Right? And uh, so I kind of think that's probably how she got in. Okay. Right? Yep. And uh, she's like, let's kiss. And he's like, none of that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) very pious thank you very much and then she's like oh well i'm very sad and then he's like oh i got bitten by a snake and she's like dang bitten by a snake and then he's like i'm gonna die and then she's like i sucked the poison out and now i'm gonna die no right so he like max on with her i think to get the poison out no 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 just Just like 
for old time's sake. Old time's yeah, sake. <laughs> and then she's like, I can do something to save myself, but it's naughty. And Man, like, this sounds like some porn you've been reading it really or something. Is. Like, and then someone <laughs> knocks on the door and they're like, pizza delivery. <laughs> Someone's like, I'm here to fix the sink. <laughs> Look, I really do think that bad porn storylines probably came from here. Okay, okay. Um, So then she, like, does some creepy stuff and he's like, oh, that was creepy. And then she's like, so, like, should we date? And he's like, (laughs) he's like, what? And she's like, yeah, should should we date? And he's like, I guess. (laughs) So then they, like, start, like, getting it on. But then he sees this beautiful young lady and he's like, wow, she's beautiful. But he's a monk, right? Well, he's already dating this this demon witch. <laughs> Maybe there's some like grounds for it because she's also a monk. Like he's dating, <laughs> like he's dating within the monkhood, if you will. Right, right. Keeping it all in the in the one area uh, in, in the one abbot. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. So he meets this. Well, he sees this beautiful girl. What happens? Well, she's like very pious and innocent, and she's in love with this guy. And then he's like ah, oh, this is, oh, I'm really into it. And then, like, his, like, demon witch girlfriend, who's, like, disguised as a monk, he's like, well, I can uh, cast an evil spell. But isn't she, like, your old mind boy? Yeah, I mean, it's complicated, <laughs> this isn't it? This book sounds like a roller coaster. Right. It also sounds very salacious. It's extremely salacious. And then it gets just, like, I mean, it, it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. But, and this is a spoiler, Everybody gets their dang just dessert. Their comeuppance. Right? And this is the very end of the book. So massive spoiler warning. But I just feel like, I mean, I think it's worth reading if you're like looking for something that's like, you know, a little bit of 18th century, like, you know, high drama. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And a little bit of that like supernatural stuff. It's like if Peter James... Was in the 18th century. You know yes, what I'm saying? I would say no more. Right? Yeah. It's like that kind of stuff where it's like, ah, oh, you've been implanted with the demon sperm. And it's like gross. I get the sense that this book is like, you know, in the States I hear about those like um, anti-sex abstinence programs. People have to go to these horror houses yeah. and see what, you, what your life's going to be like if you make ungodly choices. I kind of get that sense from this book that if you do yeah. like naughty things where you follow your passions, then everyone's just going to die. And it kind of look, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, it, the interesting thing is that it was really heavily censored. Mm-hmm. So it was really like very controversial for the time because, you know, you've got like a monk who's like a godly lad mm. doing crimes. It's not great. Mm. Basically, at the end, he gets caught by the Inquisition mm-hmm. and the Inquisition are like, ha it's us, the Inquisition. And he's like, oh, I didn't expect this. And they're like, nobody expects the Inquisition. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, I'm fully going to get, like, burned at the stake. This is the worst. And then, like, his demon witch girlfriend comes and she's like, oh, hey, uh, you can escape if you want. All you have to do is sell your soul. Dun, dun, dun. Right? And then he's like, nah, I shouldn't do that. I should probably like repent or something. Yeah. Yeah. This ain't no Rosemary's baby. I don't need an acting career that bad. (laughs) But then he's like, all right, all right. Yeah, all right. 
So he sells his soul to the devil. Jeez. And I feel he, like I've been on a trip listening to this. Right? So he sells his soul to the devil to escape the final punishment. But ding dong, you're wrong, mate. <laughs> what did you think was going to happen? Sell your soul to the devil. It's never a good idea. Oh, mate. The devil like teleports him to the top of a hill and he's like, oh, look, you've been saved. And he's like, yeah, this is great. And he's like, oh, no, don't trip off this cliff that I'm pushing you off of no. loser. <laughs> I've never heard a story where someone sold their soul to the devil and it's turned out well. Right? This is the thing. I got to say it right now. If you were thinking about selling your soul to the devil, don't. Just don't do it. This is a PSA. <laughs> All right? Because it never goes well. Mm. It's like that kind of like wishing on the cursed object. Don't do it. You're going to be like, oh, I wish I had a million dollars. And then a million dollars like rains down on you in pennies and you die. <laughs> like, like that's what happens. Life lesson here today on Crime Time with uh, <laughs> right? Lee and Eddie. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to say it. Like, the devil, his whole thing is that he's like and not that great. He's just an asshole. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, he's never, he's never going to be your best buddy. Right? It's like that person that's mean to everyone and you're like, oh, maybe we can be friends and that person won't be mean to me. No. <laughs> They're going to be mean. They're going to be mean to you. <laughs> okay. So, The Monk, would I recommend anyone read it? Mm, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Is it an important part of Gothic literature? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If you want to read, I'm gonna, let me just like see how many pages this is. If you want to read 420 pages of uh, horrible things happening to not so great people and awful things happening to perfectly good people, then uh, maybe pick up the monk. Be Eddie's guest. Yeah. And uh, if you're not doing anything with that soul of yours, let's make a deal. So the other day. Are you going to finish that sentence? Nah. (laughs) (laughs) This brings us to our next section. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about not finishing things. And I'm not going to lie. I've finished a lot of things that I should not have finished. Mm -hmm. The monk for one. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what was I doing? Drag it, son. Drag it. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I did enjoy some of it, but a lot of it I was like... (laughs) A little bit of vomit in the mouth. Yeah. yeah. See, at that point, I would have been like, nah, and I would have tossed it over my shoulder. <laughs> it would have fell into the fire and I would have moved on to the next book. Warmer and wiser. Yes. But you you have a commitment to things. Yeah, it's a problem. <laughs> well, I multitask too much. Right. Yeah, so you just multitask. You're like, I'm reading this. I'm I've got reading this that, book. I've got this that. book. Maybe I don't have to finish this one because I've got this other one. But look, I, I don't necessarily think that's a great way to live. Yeah. Maybe there's a middle ground. <laughs> I've got a lot of books on the go, man. Yeah. Do you have a lot of books on the go, dear listeners? How many books have you had on the go max? Yeah. Yeah. What's your maximum number of books that you have on the go before you admit that one of them is not really still on the go? And do you enjoy it? Do you enjoy being able to alternate between books? Or are you the person that's like, no, I will read this to the dang last page and 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 nothing less? And so that wraps up our episode for today. See ya. Bye.